0: Hello, and welcome to the Tech Lunch podcast, where we encourage our listeners to learn something new about tech every week. This can range from learning about new and exciting te- applications to the advancements in coding and technology. If you are always learning, you will always be a step above the rest. Take the time during lunch or during a break to listen and learn, kind of like a lunch and learn, but for the years. This podcast will open the listener's ears to new and exciting technologies they may have not been purviewed to in the past. These topics will range from manufacturing technologies to data collection technologies and everything in between. Hello, I'm Nick.
1: Hello, I'm Ed. Hey, I'm John.
0: And, you know, this week we're going to kind of, you know, move around the IT spectrum and then kind of see, you know, where we end up. You know, and one of those things is we're going to kind of, you know, talk about, uh, you know, APIs and what they are and, you know, how they're used and how you use them in your daily life, and you don't realize you do. But, you know, first things first, you know, I kind of want to deviate from said, you know, working topic this week to bring up our topic that we talked about last week, you know, freaking cybersecurity and you, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Ed, you just did this, the cybersecurity competition. Tell us about that a little bit.
2: Uh, so in the, the uh, competition, uh, basically you are, uh, is a capture-the-flag competition. And the, uh, way it works is, uh, you find some, uh, exploit, and then that exploit counts as a point. Uh, you're not allowed to do, like, uh, denial-of-service attacks, or it really doesn't make sense to do password cracking or anything like that. But basically, maybe it's a web application or something that has, uh, of vulnerability as a SQL injection or something like that mm-hmm. and that is counted as a point. Okay. Uh, and fortunately, uh Trident Tech won that competition this this week. Awesome.
0: That's, yeah, That's and, pretty cool. You know, so how many rounds do they usually go? Is it usually just one around ten
2: o'clock to about three three.
0: Okay. Is it so it's a ch- it an
2: hour span, so it's not like rounds. It's like okay. they give you this amount of time, and after yep. that amount of time, they calculate the points and the amount of points and equals the. And
0: okay, so it's not like if you capture a flag at one point, you can go back and capture the games that reset. No,
2: once you capture that flag, that flag is gone. You have to capture another one. Okay, it's another like vulnerability or another exploit.
1: And it's a the, a, a team. It's a team working, not just individuals. Yeah, three people. Okay, it's a three okay. people okay. team.
2: Uh, it okay. was consist of uh a few technical
1: colleges in South Carolina. Okay. Sweet. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's... You that's always actually, hear about hackathons and, and yeah. things like that, but, like, you never really... I mean, I only hear about it and, and when I'm like, thinking, I'm just, you know, people are just going crazy yeah. on the keyboard. But. Like, we've done a build uh, before, but that's not it. And this is just an introduction to pen testing. Okay.
0: Yeah. You know, and well, that leads to the next question. Your Most people who don't know mm-hmm. exactly. You know, but um, you know, what what would be the like that that definition of pen testing, especially you know, since we already talked about APIs. Yeah. You know, pen testing goes pretty much right and right within a certain path of it, or at least at least right. the path of the fact that it's locked down to a certain extent. So mm-hmm.
2: pen testing, depending on what the customer allows or does not allow, and depending on if it's ethical or unethical. Um, it involves uh, basically either um, testing the parameters using you know, social engineering, using uh, web applications that are available like Nexus or Hashcat, if you're trying to do that type of thing, or maybe as simple as you're just trying to be uh, persistent in someone's network over a certain amount of time to develop some uh, malware that will allow you to escalate privileges do things inside of that network.
0: Okay. So it's like offensive versus defensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Makes sense. You know, and that leads us to, you know, we wanted to make sure we got that covered because you didn't get to join us last week because of the of training and stuff like that. Yeah. That you is. know, some some mind melt, you know, weightlifting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we want to make sure that we, you know, got, we brought that back up so people can kind of hear, you know, kind of some of the stuff that, that we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that we're involved in. It's not just you know hearing the squeaking in the background, hearing the freaking printers going, or us rambling about something crazy. <laughs> you yeah. uh, know, it's you know we're actually out there physically getting and you know, getting our hands dirty, and you know and enjoying this type of it's good and, quality and, and, experience. Right, you know, and, and living what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, we're just not like sitting back, you know, watching. It. You know, it's like you know we start talking about APIs and stuff like that. You know, APIs are one of those things that everybody can use. Anybody who's anybody can actually use the damn things. I
1: bet you everyone's using them.
0: Right. It's like, you know, one thing whenever, you know, we decide to build, you know, another website for us, that's something that we're going to probably leverage a little bit is leverage the API scheme, yeah. you know, because that stuff that, you know, you can use to pull in, like, the weather and pull in different stuff and kind of make it a little bit more enjoyable, Yeah, you know, out there.
1: Yeah, so, so you're talking about pulling things in and connecting things and, and, and stuff like that. Like, so, so when we talk API, um, I think... A lot of people use APIs, like probably several times an hour. Yep. Um, I mean, you're on your phone, like they Apple gives you now a counter for how long you have your screen time. You're probably using an API yep. at every point in that you know those those timelines. There, uh, people don't understand that you know those. Um, I am blanking on the what, what the P stands for, but API stands for application. Is is it is it program interface? Yeah, program um, interface. But but yeah, it, it's it's you know how these applications they talk to each other because yeah. I mean like if, if you don't have a way to for these applications that probably do va- drastically different things that, to communicate, then then how are you going to integrate or innovate? Right. A system, uh, combine things, processes, and things like that. So. Like, we're, we're using it so often that, like, we don't even think about...
0: Yeah. And if you think about it, you know, the, the security behind an API is freaking insane. Yeah. You know, you're only allowed to see what that person who developed that application wants you to see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you can try to force through it. Good luck. He built you a tunnel. Yeah. You know, and the, the tunnel was now surrounded by granite. Yeah. You know, good luck getting out of that. You know, you're stuck. You know, and the fact that most of the time when you do this, when you actually, you know, program to a API interface, stuff like that... You have to have a key, yep, that matches what the heck they're talking about. Right. You have it has to match. They're going you know, to ask to to let it through. You know, if it does not match, then hey, guess what? Access denied, and your your security checkpoint, your your checksum doesn't. You know, A doesn't equal B, and B doesn't equal C, and you know now you're stuck on the outside looking in.
1: And say very similar and, to credentials, like, right? Credential
0: logging.
2: On what Nick's saying is, it's, it's an endpoint. So yep. the endpoint would be what what you're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. then you would have I.O. that has to be satisfied. That that has to happen first, so you have to have the input that is input I.O. that agrees with uh, whatever the conditional statements say. And then you have to have an API key to verify that you have uh, authority Mm -hmm. to access. So say if I'm doing something where it's a login and I'm using uh, Gmail or, say, Google or I'm using Facebook or I'm using some platform to do, all of my login over mm-hmm. one platform so i use one kind of like a locker yeah. not, not mm-hmm. necessarily exactly but kind of like a locker, yeah. locker and then uh, that's another application or maybe we're just using it like uh, nasa does with their web api where they have a picture of the day from space
1: yeah so yeah. i i think that's a good example actually i was going to go to that like um i don't i think a lot of people can relate um i think i did it earlier today i uh, we, we ordered a pizza. Yeah, or pizza yeah that, that pizza pulled up a map and said hey your pizzas made it's somewhere in this area like it's it's using Google uh, Google Maps API yep. to to, uh, to give me the location and say hey like your pizza should be here within the next five to ten minutes because of the location that I have it at here mm-hmm. and I can guarantee you that that pizza joint did not write or send satellites up to have a global the positioning system, they are utilizing someone else's, right. you know, application. What do you mean? Or did oh, Google, yeah? Right. Google. Google. yeah you, don't, you don't have like the SS DiGiorno
0: yeah. freaking flying across the country, there, you know, trying to tell yeah, us yeah, what yeah.
1: you know. No, 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 DiGiorno means the pizza's already here. You listen, I have to order out, okay? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah the SS Google, I need someone else to make this. Cause cause I'm cause I'm you don't want me making the pizza. I I'm <laughs> imagine
0: that's an API
2: for where those uh, the geolocation of those yeah. satellites or yeah. uh, say connecting those points. Mm-hmm. And then Google is using an API from whatever satellite manufacturer or satellite uh, yeah. provider yeah. API. Yeah. So it's not just a Google API. It's not just a journal's API if you're getting it from the grocery store. Yeah, right. <laughs> Or yeah. Pizza Hut or whoever you use. Yeah, yeah. So it, those APIs are used everywhere.
0: hmm Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just one of those things. You know, if you start looking at, like, the security behind things and, you know, they're just... It's one step, if you think about it, if you, if you use an API to look at, say, the weather, for example,
1: mm-hmm.
0: for, on, for the weather channel, using weather channel's API, the only search parameter you can put on there is your zip code, and then it spits out what you want.
2: And back yeah. to what we said, endpoint, yep. input, and then
1: API yep. key.
0: And then your output yeah. is gonna be a JSON file, and you take that JSON yep. file and you convert it, unless you're doing an embed, you know, use an embed code. Yeah, it
1: gives you a code that you can that can be read, you know outside of that
0: and then you can really you know mess with the minds of people if they really want to learn it is you go to the Python route and you actually build an API mm-hmm. using Django yeah you know using Django and the thing is is then you let people using the Django web framework yeah you can let people call the API in your application
1: yeah and the sky's really the limit too because you, I mean Django We've talked about it before, I think. Um, one of their biggest examples of, of like let's say a big website, high profile website using that is, is YouTube. Yep, and, and also Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, it's it's those are fantastic examples. Like, Netflix.
0: Netflix. Yeah, yep. Netflix does. YouTube.
1: Like you can't, it, you would be, I would be surprised if I went you know a day without someone mentioning one of those. Yeah. Um just how intertwined everything is now so it can be a robust system it doesn't have to be tiny little apps that are like developed locally for very small situations but can
0: can be these big massive applications well you know and the thing is is most companies you know you can you know 95 of their framework runs on an api yeah you know and the only reason for that is you know some other companies is because you know that's why they call that is because of the fact that it restricts the amount of data that you can pull. Mm -hmm. So you don't overload their systems. You can control how much data is released. You can control, you know, the rate of of ingest, you know, an export that you're getting. You know, because if you think about it, whenever you write to an API, you're using the get put command. You know, am I getting information? Am I putting, you know, information there? I'm not deleting anything because I can't.
1: Yeah, it's 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 like, like like MQTT push pull. Like it's yep. it's literally am I am I writing this data to you or giving you this data or am I taking it from mm-hmm. you to interpret, however my application can interpret it. Right. And exactly. what does that what does that mean to me? And, and um, you can
2: also, if you're a developer, you can use SDKs along yeah. with those API mm-hmm. libraries. Like a place like Programmable uh, dot Web. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the biggest API libraries you can use. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's open source.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and. It, it doesn't have to be terribly complicated. Um, like a like an example of an API that, um, that you know, I, I've kind of overwritten now. I've gone to Clipper. But uh, a good example of an API, an API key that I needed to kind of set up was with Octoprint and my 3D printer. Is The only way for it to pull any information was that key. Yeah. And, and I needed to not only... I realized that it's not... I could use a global key for... Several applications, it's the same same key as opposed to I could even set private keys for specific applications. Well, now too. work
0: just got a lot quieter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not too busy looking at his, uh, his, 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 oct- his OctoPrint in the middle of the afternoon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, a Clipper, will, I'll get that, that up. <laughs> but the thing to add to the, when you're talking about the APIs in that sense, there's an API for yourself,
2: and there's also an API for the thing that you're inbound you and outbound there. You know, like Bitcoin has an API. Yep. You know, so there, there are things like that. Uh, things updating uh, in real time when you're looking at it, And too. the cameras you use mm-hmm. that you're using to actually look at your prints when you're um, trying to verify it's good or not, and yeah. you want to use
0: Octopi to have the control remotely You know, it, are also involved. And yeah. it's kind of funny because, you know, you bring up the right. fact that, you know, we went away from APIs. However, especially when you go to the Clipper, Moonraker, yeah. and uh, Mainsail instance, that could be further from the truth because Clipper is the firmware on the printer. You know, yeah, we kind of dive back into 3D printers again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Left
0: turn. Hard, um,
1: hard to get by it. <laughs> so,
0: you know, we'll do an episode on what is Clipper, you know, probably later. Um, oh, yeah, but,
1: still working on that. <laughs> you know, we,
0: we start with Clipper, which is the base OS, which is your base firmware. Your base OS is actually Linux. And then on top of that is Moonraker. Moonraker sits on top of that and, and exposes your system's APIs from your motherboard. That's mm-hmm. Clippers exposing and Clippers yeah. using, and then your mainsail is sitting on top of that, ingesting those API keys.
1: Yeah, and you need to set up, make sure that you're you know setting up things correctly as well, and, to be able and to call some those. of the other yeah, and some of the other if config you, files. If
0: you actually look in Moonraker's um, configuration files. Like, for me, you want setting up MQTT on my printer, for instance, For instance, what I was still working on, um, I didn't say that the information was good. Yeah, right. um, I said it's available. Still working um, on it. It's, <laughs> it's there. But it's setting up, making sure that everything is done like a JSON format, mm-hmm. and that calls that API string that says, hey, guess what? I am doing MQTT. I am sending this topic. I am doing this. I am doing this. I am doing this. I am mm-hmm. doing this.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's into your conversation.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. And then from there, you just set up a monitoring system, right? So you, you know. can automate that, right? And that's uh, when you go to like Kibana, or you go yeah. to some of these other services out there.
1: Where well, you can set it up to text you which whenever you get also an issue
0: using APIs in a it, Yeah, and you do because <laughs> the thing is, if you actually if you actually look at Elasticsearch, and you actually look at some of their stuff, it actually tells you how to do it. It is all GET PUT. They're advanced. Oh, really? oh yeah, if you actually when you open up Kibana, you can actually look. Um, at like their advanced search features, their advanced search features will tell you, "Hey, guess what? This is a Git put." You know, this is how you're gonna write it because you're gonna s- using an API to search their database. Yeah, their front end is an API; it's literally an API.
1: So you're saying in GitHub, when I when I pick, or, or, or maybe not even in GitHub. Let's say I've imaged um, a fresh Raspberry Pi with like Linux Mint, mm-hmm. uh, and when I do Git, and I put a, a URL in there. You're, I'm calling to an API. You're
0: pulling to an API. You're actually it's pulling to po- a repository. Yeah, you're pulling to a re- well GitHub, SVN. That's crazy because you're doing that so much. A- SVN there. is a whole lot different than API. So that's it is, it's that's very hard. It's one and the same. However, assume? it's very very hard to dis- differentiate between the two. Okay. Because SVN SVN is is your Git repository um it's i can't remember, I, uh for the love of me i can't forget remember what svn stands for mm-hmm. um however maybe ed you can you, you look that up for me if you could um svn is pretty much it's i think it's subversion i think it is is the actual acronym mm-hmm. um but what it does it makes sure it's a versioning control Okay. And when you're calling that, or you're doing a curl or a git or a put or whatever to, the, to the, the GitHub, and you're pulling that that clone, you're making a copy of said repository on the other yeah. hand, You're bringing it in. And then then after that's all set up, then it's kind of like an API, because when you make changes, you put yeah. the, the changes to it. Yeah. So it's kind of one and the same, but kind of different at the same time. Um, okay. So makes it, sense, but it's... yeah. SVN is a F, SVN is a totally different. So like when, uh, back animals when you're dealing with that. But okay. the thing is, is the security is one and the same. Yeah. Because I can't like download your repository that updates somebody else's.
1: Yeah. So that's unless that's I accidentally the thing. push it to it. Yeah, downloading is probably going to be the easiest, but pushing it to somebody else's is it, unless they unless they open it up via an API key. Yeah. You're not getting in.
0: Mind so you, I've actually like, updated the wrong folder in a GitHub repository before. That was a whole yeah. different back in the Like
1: subversion yeah.
0: would be SVN. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's that, it's like, that is, you know, setting up an SVN server or SVN cloud outside of GitHub is a little bit more interesting. But that's when yeah. I just tell people, use GitHub.
1: Yeah, I'm just curious because whenever I'm doing a lot of, whenever I was doing a lot of this troubleshooting before, before I got Clipper working, like how they tell you, hey, we recommend these settings. And by the way, guys, when someone's walking you through an instruction manual and, and it's their product and they say recommended, follow those first. It's going to work that way. And then then you can kind of take and do some variations on it. Don't just try to vary and uh, you don't, do don't some variations before you, before you know how it even works. Uh, don't be like me. <laughs> I've tried, I tried it on a few different machines, and and I didn't get it to work. But the Raspberry Pi worked perfectly. But but yeah, no, you you should you should see what these things are calling to, and you should see kind of how they're behaving, and that that's when you know. Like you could, there are certain tools and commands like that you can look up. Think I was doing it today to try to figure out why some ports were not communicating, mm-hmm. only to find out they are communicating and they're completely open. The application's not sending any data. That's why nothing's happening.
0: Yep. <laughs> so, and, and most of the time to check your APIs is you copy and paste them into a into a, um, a web browser. Yeah. You get the you get the enter exactly. key and it spits back the JSON yeah. file that you're looking for. Or it gives you like or a GUI interface.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know now if you're using a Django interface that you created on your own. And it's all up to you, you know. You you, you know, but there, most of the time it's going to territory. be most of <laughs> the time it's going to be the same because APIs are standard across the board. Nothing's going to change. Yeah, you know we understand this. However, if they if it is set up to a different fashion where it requires an admin login on one end, then it brings you to an administration console and you set up your Git polls from there. Yeah.
1: Um. So. force you to use pseudo passwords and whatnot. Yeah.
0: Most of your database uh, database systems or a system that has a database on the back end of it is going to be API controlled because they don't want you go all willy-nilly through the database. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I will say this, so we did say that APIs are secure, but APIs are as secure as the person that's configuring that yeah. API interface. Right. So what does that mean? That that's means true. if you do not use exception handling, if you do not handle user input, if you do not do simple things like do not use this type of configuration where I can do a SQL injection from a mm-hmm. a user input to to basically get access to a database where I can exploit said database, take data from said database, and leverage said database yeah.
0: against that database. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's it's and don't be the guy that left the password the the, the same admin admin.
0: Yeah. That's also like,
1: yeah. You can't blame the API for that. You can't can't blame
0: for, you know, also using um, real text passwords.
1: Yeah.
0: And real text logins. I couldn't tell you how many times you go to a company and guess what, everything's real text. You know, and you're like, oh, okay, you know what, I'm just gonna just give up now (laughs) because it's not even worth it at this point.
2: And and shame on that because you should put using, use fuzzing or something like that. Yeah. Or come up with some type of dynamic checking to uh, verify what,
0: credentials are being used right. in your company. And, you know, I saw something, something like that. you yeah. know, not too long ago. I, um, I, I don't, I can't remember where I found it out. If I do find it, on a, I'll put it on, like, you know, Facebook or Twitter or something like that. Um, but it's like an SSO, and it's like a key cloak, which would I use on a routine, on a daily basis at mm-hmm. this point, to actually secure the API keys where you'd put in some key cloak, you'd auto-generate that API key, it spit out the API key, you give them the API key, and they can log in. Mm-hmm. However, when your their access is denied, you disable that, and it de- disables the API key, which then it makes it where you're that Because an API key, what it does, especially when they, in that system, which is why I like it, is it checks the API key as a like an LDAP server. Okay. verifies it's still valid if it says returns valid it returns the, re- the string of request information mm-hmm. however if that key is invalid meaning the person left a company or did something else guess what now it says invalid i'm not returning you anything
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know which but it keeps that record right so it's like an ldap you know yeah. and the thing is is what that is if you ever go back and you look at like the cissp bank of knowledge that's your your access control information your iam and that type of stuff is stuff that you know if you can get right You figure out as your ninety-five percent of your problems because you're removing people's access as soon as they leave the company. Mm -hmm. You're not playing games waiting for somebody to leave. Giving a countdown timer or
1: something, right?
2: And and add on to that, that there's a very important part to what you just said. Most attacks are not because uh, the system has a vulnerability. Most uh, most attacks are because of humans. Yeah, configuration errors did not patch. Or it's because someone didn't offboard correctly, and you left information that could be used for onboard. You can be used for social engineering. So as a, as a, as important as onboarding is, offboarding is yeah. even more important because I can do everything you said, and if I leave that residual information there, whether it's an email address that has not been pur- purged from your system, yeah, then. If I'm a if I'm a attacker, I have a name that I can give to somebody that does not know
0: right that
2: this person is not here because if your offboarding mm-hmm. system does not tell the person they're only human, now I can get that person credentials and it doesn't matter what you did with the other system because now I have access
1: directly. Yep. And then if and, you you can elevate to a an admin type user, like yep. that's my system, not or, yours. Or be persistent. <laughs> yep. I can be persistent. Yeah.
2: If I'm persistent, then it's it's not that I want to exploit your system to shut it down. Mm -hmm. Now it's that I want to use the information later to leverage against
0: that system, so that I can use that information to gain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, is like you know we talked about last week. You know the whole thing about you know SSOs and key cloaks and stuff like that. You know it's it's understanding what single sign-on is. You know it's like. You know, if you you know, give me an account, say any hey, of this user to have a, have an account, and then they leave the company, deactivate the account. You know, you know de- disable the email address, disable the the stuff you need. But also, the person who's handling your your SSO server, let them know that the person left. Yeah. You know, always yeah. send them an email. Let them probably know. Probably a good idea. Or
2: connect your systems. Yeah. HR goes through a process. Legal goes through mm-hmm. a process. IT goes through a process. Take the human aspect out of it. As soon as it says stamp. This person is out of the system. You should have an automated system that sends to broadcast. This person is gone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: And then you should have a procedure in place that mm-hmm. says, no matter if the guy is an expert or a beginner, that should be a process in place or a few clicks that can happen or, for God's
0: sakes, write a script. Yep. Yeah. Or something like just, you know, if not... Yeah. You know, at least you know, send an email. Hey, do me a favor, disable this account for a little bit until we've gone through the legal matters to make sure this person is removed from the company.
1: Yeah, if they have to, that's hold fine. Your data, you know, that, if they have to do a that legal That Makes sense.
0: You know, just you know, let somebody know that hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. This person left. Can you please disable their stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't delete it. Just disable it. Just turn it off. Turn off the access. Right. So no one can get in on the backside. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen it where people go, "Oh no, we that person left like six months ago." Okay, cool. When are you ready to tell me? Then why do they have accounts? You know why? Why is your account still active? You so know it's not being used. That's
1: funny. That but it's, that it's still is. here. And, and just to, to God bring... God forbid it's being used. Just,
2: just to bring <laughs> to put it in perspective, Nick, you're not gonna be. It's not gonna be attacked like War Games. Oh no, never. It's like the movie War Games. Yeah. It's not gonna be attacked like the movie's Hacker. Yeah. It's, it's not gonna be like the Matrix where code is screening. It's gonna be somebody calling somebody going to some. Place, finding a uniform putting that uniform on saying that they're hva person going to your hva system finding a vulnerability in that system taking that system to leverage into your other system that you did not have any inkling that these two systems were were connected right. and then they're gonna they're gonna penetrate your system that way acts yeah. target yeah that's how real. target was compromised
0: yeah and okay. it's it's kind of funny that you know we have these multi-billion dollar companies that are getting beaten back by Urkel. You know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, and hopefully, you, you know. You yourself open, I mean. Right. I don't know if John understood that, 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 that reference. Steve Urkel. Um, you know, need <laughs> just, just making sure, just making sure we weren't, you know, buckled oh, the wrong tree here. Or Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, or Revenge of the Nerds, yeah. That's a good one.
1: I know these, I, I know these references. <laughs> <laughs> However,
0: ask him if you've seen some other ones and he'll say he'll tell you flat out no. Not yes, all not. of them, man. Not all of them. I'm <laughs> you know, still trying to make sure he saw Down Periscope and Monty Python. Oh yeah. Um
1: Monty Python, <laughs> yes.
0: Classic. Down he still Python, has not yeah. seen Down Periscope though. But it's classic. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we're getting off topic yet. <laughs> um happens left turns. You know, but you know, again, that's what kind of makes this whole entire podcast thing fun. You know, we can mm-hmm. we can left turn off of that and yeah, you will catch you on the back straight away someplace yeah you With, know.
1: um so I, I gotta I'm curious though wh- what is the the very first like API that you guys heard of like when because I, I could I could think of mine and it, and it revolves around when I was like I was I was younger I was playing video games so you you're gonna be even Nick's probably gonna be surprised okay what's up go back to the 19
2: probably 1940 to about 1960. Is where the concept of an API was first developed.
1: Okay, what what were they doing, really? Um, so so basically, how did that work? Yeah.
2: So, so hold on, because I can't just say it so without. we had steam, steam. So steam you guys can follow. You, Nick can go ahead and follow up, so I can. I, can I mean, I can go. start. Uh, to get I'm a, I'm,
0: a, I'm actually kind of curious about this because I want to make sure oh, you, you go, I'm, you're I'm, gonna be
2: you're gonna be pleasantly surprised when I.
0: I just mean, I mean, do you still have your login to that account, or, um... No, I don't,
2: but... (laughs) So, unfortunately for me, I come from the OT side, and and I've heard the word API, (laughs) but for me, I have to do uh, do research, and and with my research, these are things that I I, I check on, and, um... uh, with with a little bit of research and Nick can Nick can give his so I can gather yeah. the research.
1: Well, here no so I will go ahead and start so I can be like this is I'm gonna be honest with you it's pretty recent it's, it's like past ten plus so, remember, ten to fifteen years. You're no, uh, no, no, no. That's when I first. Okay, so yeah, I'm APIs. Not, listen, I'm not a thousand years the <laughs> old. Concept
2: of API, APIs APIs in 1940 yeah. to about 1960s, and it was the concept. Now remind you I'm saying the concept. The concept was uh, um, basically it was Mark Maurice Wilkes and David Wheeler, and it was Edsac. Okay, yeah. yeah so that. it was it was early computers for Edsac.
0: Yeah, okay. it's, it's
2: the concept. So the ideal of what APIs do, these guys wrote a book about it. Well, it didn't. And okay. then it became what we think of it later. Then, okay.
0: then, then, then they become uh, was it. Dell or HP? Um, I, I know they merged into a different company.
2: Uh, these guys basically were British. Um, they the guys I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. they just came up with the concept. Yeah. It was, it was the... As co- far as the, how we can do the the structure of API, that came later. Yeah. But just the concept of what an API is. And of course, is, every
0: year
1: they improve and streamline, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, so uh, basically, you know, so that was their original concept for API.
1: So just like a like a like a, a little small diagram. There's only like five points on this. Yeah. But what
2: we know it today came later, as far as web applications. Yeah, or, I mean, embedded software. And it makes sense that, too. that developed later.
1: Yeah, because I mean, yeah, of course, embedding when that started becoming a thing, like you, you, you're starting to see applications right. inside of other, you know, websites and things like so, that. So like so I read a little bit more. Uh, unfortunately, oh. I hate to be this. No, way, I'm not an
2: expert. I just, that's fine. I just do. Well, I was just, yeah. Asking, yeah. I was just asking. I was just asking
1: your first time using it, not like so the today, first time it was ever used. My first time using it was that in was this 1940. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so same so the, time. So the term <laughs> <he> was <around laughs> the same time book yeah. Yeah. So the term basically you it, it one, describes an internal interface
2: yeah. for end users facing programs, known as application programs. Yeah. That was the yeah. initial was the same idea thing for APIs. And then, yeah. like I said, what we know today, I from the OT side, I have not directly had a. Uh, I'm working towards that. Like and like playing with them? like but, a use for. Uh, so I don't. I have not had a. What we say, bare bones experience with mm-hmm. APIs. Yeah, okay. I know that we use APIs every day with applications we use on our uh, on our mobile phones, with our web applications, yeah. with microservices and things Mm -hmm. that we use i know that that happens yeah but far as if you're asking me have i done apis no because Mm -hmm. at at this point i'm only at a um not even Padawan. I'm still at the new as far as programming, yeah. so I'm still learning oh, I'm some, be honest, some platforms
1: I uh, like Python, a little JavaScript, some Java. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm
2: still learning Different the basics. Stuff. Uh, I
1: wasn't even talking about making one or doing like I'm thinking about using even an application that uses an API. Well, if I'm it's using like, it, then we say Google Maps. Yeah, yeah Google Maps uses so So I was thinking A-O, about it. I, I didn't even realize. AWS,
2: Azure, uh, name it. Any yeah. SaaS product right now is leveraging an API in some way of which, some is, which is funny because to.
0: if you think about it I'll let you finish because you yeah. re- you realize you've used um APIs a long, long time ago Yeah no because
1: the the more the more and oh. more we talk about the more I realize You know who I
2: think? I'm sorry to interrupt. You.
1: No, you
0: go ahead. AOL YIM YIM Yahoo Instant Messenger was all API based but I thought AOL oh, okay. was before Yahoo at the same time. Oh okay. Yahoo was like the first mainstream internet explorer. Um, you like think I remember the internet little guy smiley face? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm online. You know, but I can thank you. Like, oh, my you God. Know, but their no. first downloadable application that started as an EXE yeah. that loaded onto your PC yeah. Yeah. was YIM or Yahoo Instant Messenger. Okay. From that, it tied in from your Yahoo login account. Via API back to their servers to let them know you were online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't know. Because the thing is, the only API key that you have that knows when you're online is when you shake your mouse. Says, "Hey, I'm awake." Yeah, you know. Look at the stuff that we try to spoof now when everybody's trying to be lazy at work. However, I
2: will say this: It's
1: called a uh, BBS e- script. <laughs> even though,
2: <laughs> even though we are all uh, online aware now, oh. there is no more iconic and online than AOL nope yeah the sound when you logged on <laughs> I mean even today I can still like hear that. it yeah I can still hear it yeah. see and you know, I didn't even realize it would be offline with AOL or somebody <laughs> answered the phone yeah. I wasn't yeah yeah that's true
1: I wasn't even thinking about it like that far back cause I definitely in those like the yeah. beginning
0: of chat rooms and stuff like yeah. that yeah, IRCs yeah. and I IRCs. was, I was thinking, IRC is almost IRC or IRC is almost 100% API based yeah that's crazy I I I was
1: thinking for applications so open source. Now now my idea feels like it's very modern what I was thinking about the use of APIs. I was thinking the video game industry has been like growing in the, in the sense that like uh, I can make a, a a video game with APIs using your like maybe your engine for your physics engine. Mm-hmm. I uh, maybe I don't want to ha- or I don't have a big enough team to write the physics engine. Mm-hmm. I can use APIs that call back to your engine. And then I have my let's say artists or whomever yeah. making the things look pretty, mm-hmm. but like the physics is is someone else that has made it, and that's why you know Unreal Engine is used by so many people. they yeah. use using whole bunch of APIs. It's a standard. API. standard. Yeah, and there's a reason it's a standard.
2: Doom. Doom is one of the games that never finishes. Nope. Yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna blow your yeah. mind now. We talked OctoPrint, so we're back on three D printing. Yep, yep. Background circle again. <laughs> there is an online service really called AstroPrint okay that works with 3d printer forms so you you mean like it, it is web-based it is a web-based service what's it doing though if you want to set up a 3d printing farm oh you yeah. oh you said farm okay farm, yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. All right.
0: so yeah, like several
1: several printers connected yes yeah. web-based well, I mean, you can, there's another one that's Octo OctoFarm like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, it's the same idea using using your APIs. You have an API for, your, let's say, your webcams. Yeah. You have an API for, like, all of your, maybe, MQTT and, and, and things like that. And, and you can get them all even more so connected with another API to a centralized. Right. So all of them report back to the one. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, that. yeah, you have to have the little touch thingy, and that's that, the goal. Yeah. And it's, it runs off all oh, all and the processing power. Well, the thing is, is, like I'm looking at their website right now. Yeah, and it's you know running off of Raspberry Pi. And no, lookie there. Um, is it Pi Zero? Nope. It's Octoprint. Oh yeah, of course. a so plug in Octoprint. Of course. You know, so you know, it's hard that, to get away from it. Yeah. <laughs> However, the good thing is, is OctoPrint or OctoPi or whatever the heck you're using, um, you know, can be tied to Clipper. Mm -hmm. You know, there you go back to the 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 actual firmware that makes sense, because you can control so much about the API use of your motherboard. You know, now you're calling motherboard pieces. You know that are that are API calls. You're calling motors and drives that are API based. Just to, just to like,
1: make it. Make it make a lot of sense. The the clipper and, and mainsail, it, it's the reason they use that Raspberry Pi is that that motherboard that comes on the printer is just not powerful enough. Nope. To run all of the things Ooh. and you know if, if I think of tomorrow, hmm, I got a sensor I want to add here uh, to check the temperature of this corner. Um, I can write that in my code, my my, my config file on on mainsail. And and the APIs send it to it, and I just hit it restart. It restarts in a couple yeah. seconds.
0: As long as you have the the, the 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 pin number.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's that that was what
0: took me. I think I think it's like, way too long. You can today. think it's like an API slash um, uh, controls logic yeah. type of interface because it requires your IO and IO locations of your of, of your pins. Yeah. And then it's from there, it's controlled by the actual software on top of that.
1: Yeah,
2: see, that's that's where it's two phases to there. That's where I'm not saying it's simple, but I'm from the hardware side. So, from the hardware side, far, far as a pinout for any processor, any chip, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. any uh, um, logic that we're using, that's available. Yeah, yeah, I mean, readily available, really easy to do. Yeah, but the SDK it's where you can start to get that into fits. to control mm-hmm. the firmware. Yeah. So it doesn't take main cell. it doesn't take any of those right. if on the firmware level. I can have I can have main cell on top. Main I, like, I can have clipper on top. Yeah. So that that top layer that layer that communicates with the the web application because we're not communicating at the at the uh, firmware level. Yeah. At the firmware level, that is hardware
0: specific. Mm-hmm. I think we're dealing with you know like yeah. Moonraker. Moonraker yeah. is yeah, going to be I your your I was generation. Generation. So, so, so like I'm saying
2: in the chip itself. Yeah. yeah. When, when I say hardware specific, not the board. Yeah. I'm saying like when I use the microcontroller or the microprocessor, there are if I'm using a, a, a microprocessor, mm-hmm. then I'm using some some instructions, mm-hmm. and yeah. those instructions are more likely going to be assembly based. Yeah. If I'm doing things in a microcontroller it's gonna be more like Linux. Mm-hmm. And then you're yeah. gonna
1: be doing some commands on a Linux, some type of Linux yeah. platform. Yeah. So so what I was gonna say is, is is main sale and Clipper is the OS. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. Linux.
0: Lunaraker yeah. is yeah. what actually exposes all of your APIs for the yeah. for you to be yeah. able to consume.
1: When you're imaging which is, the pies, which is on top of what that. we
2: we would say it's in
0: between your main your Clipper and your main sale instance. Right.
2: So like the the microcontroller has a Set of instructions and they are, yeah. once again, assembly. Yep. Mm-hmm. On top of this, yeah. so yeah, machine language, if you want to say. Yeah. Above that, then you have, like you say, it would be the OS or it would be the programming language we're yeah. using to access it. But more likely, it's going to be a platform like Linux. Yeah. And Linux is going to use the commands, which uh, could be like bytecode if you're using certain systems, yeah. like Java using bytecode. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm saying, like, if you really want total control over that hardware, to, that hardware, mm-hmm. then to to interface with the thing that gives you the flexibility, like Clipper or yeah. Moonraker or whatever you're using, yeah, mm-hmm. then you want to control that hardware
0: interface, the interrupts and so forth, mm-hmm. at that level. And it's like you know, not the completely you know left turnus, you know, um, it could, but. Like for example, you know, since we're talking about APIs, it's about that Moonraker also allows the um, the, the firmware from um, Clipper and Moon and mainsail and all that to actually talk to a CAN bus interface, mm-hmm, as long mm-hmm. as your board can understand CAN bus, which is a hundred percent API based to a certain extent, because it's serial. Which mm-hmm. yeah. is um, well, yeah. born from the automotive industry, right? it's born from auto- say the can bus still runs in ninety five percent of your older vehicles. You know, if you think about it, mm-hmm. what is it? The old Sobs, mm-hmm. SOb are one hundred percent can bus. One hundred percent of them are can bus.
2: There is not a vehicle right now that's not using that type of technology. Right,
0: exactly. As
2: Forest as communication protocol. Right. That's that's the protocol.
0: And the thing is, you can go. You can take a printer. You can go from you know a five wire to a two wire and, you know, reduce your wiring amount by a quarter, you know, and then now you have more API control of what exactly your hobby right. does.
2: Well, I'll retract that, Nick. There are some cars that have been manufactured that are not yeah. can-based. Mm-hmm. They are mechanical cars. Yeah. They are like cars from the 60s or yeah. yeah. they muscle cars. cars. They do not have that type of interface. Yeah, they're muscle cars. They don't have uh, fancy Wi Fi and things like that or yeah, high mm-hmm. powered entertainment. Very, very much when cars just push the start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Crank the start. And, and yeah. enough, <laughs> funny enough, just a funny
2: story on uh, push the start. So, most of these cars have a fob, right? Mm-hmm. And some of the more expensive cars have a charging bay, right? Yeah. It's probably not a good idea to put your fob on the charging bay because of induction. Charging it. It, it, fries it. And once you fry that and say you're using Nav Star, you, can get you have to meet the conditions that that thing has to communicate with mm-hmm. the car or it will not start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So start. technology is great, but technology that does not do exception handling is bad. That's why my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <group>. Or
1: poor <laughs> user control. No, if yeah. you don't no, know how no. it
0: works. If I'm not a phone, I do not charge. It's like, you know, it says something, mean, you know, my, my favorite vehicle of all time is a 1970 Chevelle SS, you know, with a four speed and freaking, and all of that. You know, because I, I like the older cars, you know, the cars that make sense. You know, it's like your old C1, C2 Corvettes. You know, yeah, okay, cool. You know, it's, you know, you can say it's advanced for its time. The darn thing didn't even have power steering. All right. Oh, it was fuel injected poorly. Yeah, there's a lot of people um you know you see your, C, your C2 know. Corvettes your fuelies. Yeah. You can say those things are great cars because they are. However, they're poorly they're they're it's a, it's a poor system. However, they're worth millions of dollars. So sure, let's buy one. A
1: lot of people don't understand how much power steering helps. Yeah. Dear god. <laughs>
0: you need that. But you know, I think we've, you know, kind of you know, left turn this more than yeah, that we Man, like, long, but we stayed on course.
1: Yeah, yeah. Long story short, APIs.
0: Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're bouncing between the lanes of the bumpers because we're out here bowling. APIs. You're um, probably using them sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, that's the one thing. It's like, you know, keep using that. <laughs> keep playing with it. Keep playing with it. You know, download freaking Python. Play with the Django. Yeah. Build your own API. Yeah. You know, that's the fun part. Yeah. That's we really get to have some fun. You know, I've done that. I think everybody around here might have tried it at least once, just to get an idea behind what the heck it is. You yeah. know, if John hasn't done it, we're gonna be we're gonna try it. Yeah, to so so be honest, I
1: fail a lot of tests, but uh-huh. it's
0: okay as long as I get one successful. <laughs> the thing is, it's you know, if you keep breaking it over and over, you're gonna eventually it'll work. Well, then you figure um, out how
1: things work. Right, exactly.
0: Yeah. But you know, that's I just you know it is what it is. But you know, I just want to say thank you. You know, everybody that you know we see. You know, listening, and you know, even when we have some uh, well, quality issues, um, you know, we, we highly, you know, thank you. Um, you know, we couldn't do this without y'all. Um, and you know, we're glad we can give you this type of, you know, information. Uh, we're, you know, we got some bigger and better things coming. You know, that we'll be announcing soon. Maybe some e-books coming down the pipe. You know, for y'all, um, stuff that y'all can. Know, go out and listen, you know, watch, and you know, who knows? Uh, we we'll, might eventually do a, a uh, what is that, an e book? Um, uh, the voiceover book, the audio, uh, uh, the audio book, audio book, yeah, that thingy. Um, I had it on tip of my tongue someplace. <laughs> um, so you know, maybe one of these days we'll make more of those and you can listen to us rant for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, uh, so we promise it will be a little more yeah. interesting in these conversations. <laughs> um, maybe not. Yes, it's gonna read the same. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna read exactly the same. So you know, we say we thank you. You know, um, you know, I thank you. You know, one of these days, we'll have to get together and you know talk about randomness in person. So, but with that, you know, I turn over to the guys, and uh, y'all have a good one, and we'll catch you around the bend.
2: Yeah, I'd just like to say uh, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, sorry I missed you last week, but I was uh, uh, attending a uh, competition. Um, For a uh, penetration test competition between uh, technical colleges Uh, But uh, we do appreciate you guys uh, Tuning in Uh, I will challenge you guys a little bit, you know uh, Give us some uh, ideas or uh, uh, Maybe some suggestions of some things that you would like to uh, talk about or if you guys are interested uh, in doing a live session, maybe we could do a live session
0: Mm -hmm. with questions and, and you know here's the funny part you and me started this 45 episodes ago mm. um you know me and ed just tinkering you know we're only 60 away 60 downloads away from a thousand all-time downloads oh, that's mm. awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy to hear I,
1: yeah, it's 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 kind of eye-opening how many people you know what or you're are even interested in kind of the the nerd stuff we talk about, because I can guarantee you that I talk about the, the, this with some of my family, and you can see their eyes kind of glaze over. It, but I, they don't understand how exciting it can get when you finally get something to communicate correctly, and you can get something to automate, and you hit one button and it does the the process you want. You know, opens your door, turns this on, sets that temperature, whatever the case may be. It's it's satisfying to, to get something to do that because you know what what were they doing in. Uh, prior like there was no there everything was manual so like there there's so many more possibilities of of what you can get done and and projects you can start um just because of basically either apis or some other type of technology um i mean for me like one of my projects was making like a um, type of a mirror like a smart mirror Mm-hmm. Which I know that, that that is an actual thing, but I bet you I can make a smart mirror that's cheaper than these eight, eight, nine hundred thousand plus dollar smart mirrors that they're selling you yeah. with a Raspberry Pi, some APIs, and a mirror. <laughs> and,
2: and, and if you're using APIs, you might not even have to have the Raspberry Pi. Yeah. Right. You, yeah. you may be able to go as far as a, a Pico. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. A Pico with Wi Fi interface that can.
1: Yeah. Um, access an API and then you just send some okay. commands. It's got HDMI out. Yeah. So that's that's just one of the things where it's like you, you, your creativity is what's what's going to limit you. So like with all these things we talk about in our all of our episodes we we combine and we use them every day. We use all of these skills every day. Um, and we, we kind of urge you guys to um, see where you could use them in your daily life. How can you make your day better? So um, uh, just like these guys, I echo the same thing. Thank you for listening. It's 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 been a um, great to see the people, you know, downloads kind of coming through and people listening because mm-hmm. you don't even expect anyone to listen at all. So, uh, it's greatly it's appreciate it. The,
0: the listener map.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's Brilliant. it's a nice feeling too. So, um, you know, I I feel the same way as these guys. I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, I I don't have much else, but I do. Uh, if you guys have any topics that you'd like us to kind of touch on. Um, I'd be happy. Very interested to learn anything cool. So mm-hmm. uh, just give us a shout and yeah, we mm-hmm.
0: appreciate it. Help us to a thousand. You know, leave some comments yeah. and we'll get to y'all later and yeah. you know, hopefully we'll uh, be able to do something special if we get to that point. yeah All right, y'all. You have a good one.
1: Thanks, guys. Bye. The bow sounds
0: Thank you for listening to the Tech at Lunch podcast where we hope you learned something about tech during your break or during your lunchtime. If you did, please give us a follow to prevent missing future episodes. If you have any ideas or something you want to hear or learn about, please send us a show idea to podcast at vulcanora.com. Hope you have a good rest of the day and continue learning.